welcome to the Fusion Podcast. My name is Sam. My name is Vicky. In front of the sausage wall, um, as we as we know it, uh, I I rinsed it earlier. I thought it came with the house. Turns out she did it herself. Um, so I, 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 I would like really to bad I would like to give some context to this because the wall behind me has caused great controversy um, now wider than the fusion team it used to be just within the fusion team but now we are we're talking about it nationally this is what we've got to so i'd like to give oh, some background we, in 10 seconds we're international um, fam okay right. brilliant so internationally people are thinking about the sausage wall so in 10 seconds i saw somebody do it on pinterest it looked brilliant on pinterest personally i love it um, however, a certain Fusion team member did walk in, see the room and go, did you mean to do that or was that an accident? So there are mixed, mixed messages. But personally, I love um, it. If you've listened to this podcast on, on your uh, podcast client, uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, whatever you use, this is a great opportunity for us to tell you that we also upload these to YouTube with our beautiful faces. Yes. So and you can go and look at walls as well. Yes, yes. Walls. So you can go and look at our faces and our walls as well um, for this upcoming season of the Fusion Podcast, Vicky, uh, which is just terrifically exciting. It is. Um, we've just kicked off um, chatting to the student worker at Bath Vineyard and one mm. of her students, Vicky. What did we talk about? Oh, it's brilliant! It was so encouraging. Um, we're just basically talking about where does church go from here we are on our way out of a global pandemic thank you jesus and the church i think nationally has asked the question of what is the church and what do we do now that we get to go back to something that resembles some kind of normal um and how do we respond to that so we heard from jody who is a student worker at bath vineyard and one of her students johnny um all about what god has done in the last year and how that impacts how you plan going forward so it is very encouraging um johnny is a student that challenges me in my faith and i'm sure he'll do this awesome. with you so. okay so we are here then with jody and johnny uh, to chat about what's going on in, and i'm gonna say bath i know that you're not gonna say it like i do um mm -mm. but i refuse to compromise on my morals um, so, Jody, do you want to introduce yourself um, to us all and also include the correct pronunciation of the word bath? Absolutely. So, my name is Jody, and I am a student worker down in Bath, uh, <laughs> where I studied a number of years ago um, and came here for my undergrad doing sports science. Uh, met Jesus in my third of four years, uh, fell radically in love with him and then got stuck in with the local church and uh, just love students. So uh, I spend most of my time hanging out with a bunch of absolute legends um, at the University of Bath where Johnny is, I'll do his intro for him, uh, and then Bath Spa as well and a bunch of other colleges around the city. So uh, generally just having a, a really great time down here in Bath. But Johnny, would you, is that how you say it? Yeah, I'm, um, I think I say, uh, I say it probably wrong both ways. I say sometimes bath, but like with an F, and then sometimes bath if I'm back home with Bristolians. So nah. um, I'm both. Um, but yeah, I'm Johnny. I'm a second year at University of Bath. 
um, doing physics. Uh, I'm one of Jodie's legends that she mentioned. Nice. Um, and I am, I've been a Christian for six years now. So I'm actually Jodie's older brother, if you think about it that way. Which is <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm like a senior, but she looks after the students together. Um, and yeah, like I fell in love with Jesus five, six years ago. Um, I came to uni to kind of physics was an extra. I thought well, like what subject would I be best at at school? And then I'll use that as an excuse to go to university um, where you basically get thousands of young people who all want to try new stuff. And you're like, yeah. well, I, I know the God of the universe. So I'm going to go share that there if that's all right with everyone else. Um, but yeah, that was the plan. And uh, so far, going all right. Love that. Nice. So we've got Jody and Johnny on because we want to know about some of the stuff they've been seeing happening at Vineyard Bath. And when we kind of had a little conversation about what we thought we could chat about today, um, Johnny revealed to us that he'd found the last kind of year and a bit, um, or at least certainly the, the, mo the last few months, amazing to help some people uh, on his own journey as well, consider what it meant to, to walk with Jesus. So I want you to put yourself, I'm going to use Vicky for this. Vicky, I want you to transport yourself back to university. Okay. okay. So you're back. back in Portsmouth, right. Okay. What does church look like for you? Oh, good question. So for me, um, it's kind of similar time scale to Johnny. I've been a Christian about seven years, just over. Um, and church for me at uni was the first church I ever went to. So um, it was a place that was full of all different ages of people, lots of students, but lots of other age demographics as well. Um, it was a place of like regular gathering. Um, like there would always be Sundays, but then, you know, there were small groups, there were student nights. There was always something in the diary every week that I could go to. Um, and it'd just be a time of fun as well. It was genuinely fun. Um, so I think, yeah, there's three ways to describe what, what as I'm transporting myself back now. Okay, so all that gathering, keep thinking about it, all the kind yeah. of wonderful community that you found. Um, yeah. I'm going to whip that out from under you. Oh. <laughs> it's gone. Gosh. How do you feel now? Instant anxiety. <laughs> love, love to put you in that spot on, uh, on the Fusion podcast. <laughs> uh, so we are thinking about um, the way that people have come to university, they found a church, uh, they've started coming along. Maybe they've been to church you know, since they were uh, a kid. They've grown up in the church. Uh, but all of a sudden, those routines, those rhythms they found themselves in of, I go to church on a Sunday. Maybe there's a student meal or a student hangout after it. I go to my student small group in the week. And, and that's what church looks like for me. And then as soon as it's gone, you take it away for the pandemic. We're unable to gather in person. What challenges does that present to us? So we're going to have a little think about that from what we've sort of seen over the last few months. And then we're going to think ahead because we're recording this now in April of 2021 and things are starting to scale back uh, with the rollout of the vaccination programme. And when time comes around for September, we'll probably be back to normal. So we need to think, what have we learned as student workers, as students in this time and how are we going to apply it to our ministry going forward so Johnny we'll start with you mate what do you see amongst your fellow students 
as soon as that rhythm, that routine of church and small group sort of ceased to exist in the way that people were used to it, how did people, how did students, maybe even how did you, how did you respond to it? Yeah, amazing. Um, I guess zipping back over a year now, Flip, um, I remember like, it happening, um, the, the kind of first lockdown being announced, being at home, um, kind of doing our first student small group on Zoom. And like, even just on my own, I was praying and I was asking God, like, what is this for? Um, and not that God had done it, but God, like, what is, what are you going to do now? Because um, if I knew anything from like, Bible history, you look at when the church comes under pressure or there's big change, God uses it to do incredible things. Um, and so I'll say, okay, God, what's the plan? Like, what are we doing? Um, and I just felt him nudging me and saying um, to me and a couple of my friends praying as well, and just saying, this is going to be a time when we, um, when, when people who were kind of floating by in faith um, and kind of coming along to church every week and, and doing okay, are suddenly going to lose all that and they're going to go, my choice now is number one i could just this is my chance to sneak off now like no one's going to notice if i don't come to church anymore i can go or number two oh my goodness i have to put the effort in now to like confront my faith and i have to go and know jesus for myself um and i have to learn to as hard as it is i have to learn to genuinely be able to read the bible pray fast and be still and do all of these things without people to do it for me mm. um, and I guess I've everything I've seen this year has been that played out um, especially among our students which has been lovely it's been so good Interesting. nice so so that's kind of like on the ground and that's what students have been experiencing so Jodie what about you so as student worker thinking about you know these are the students who are at your church how did you react to that kind of lots of routine man it, it is nuts reflecting back on this isn't it like absolutely bonkers um i think initially uh, we were i was so shocked at the the literal mass exodus from the city like all of a sudden we had we went from having 40 50 students gathering with us to like none literally no one in the city anymore and i was like what is happening um, and I think initially there was a moment with everyone that I was kind of in contact with where it's like, okay, we need to take stock right now. Like, are people okay? Like, there's this massive shake and it's like, okay, just still for a moment. Um, and then you kind of started to see like, oh my word, we're, I think acknowledging that either there were going to be a bunch of people that really struggled with this. And so let's put every Zoom meeting in ever let's do <laughs> let's do student nights on zoom let's do bible studies let's do prayer mornings let's do let's make the most of this and um and for a while that was you know it's fantastic and served a great purpose uh, and then obviously i'm sure most of us have experienced the old zoom fatigue at some point across the year and last year and a bit um but i think there was this recognition that for a bunch of people there was going to be um a choice like johnny was saying either now i choose to walk with jesus uh or i i don't and that was a hard thing to let go of control of of like knowing that i couldn't be the one doing the saving like i could put all of the the programs in place we could disciple people well 
but at the end of the day like this is a choice that these students are going to make um and that was difficult for me to let go of that control like the thought of people mm. walking away from faith like absolutely yeah. ruined me um but also I think with me there was this I would say that I am an evangelist and so there was this like innate need of like I have a hope we have a hope like this is the time where we share it and uh and we we saw the students especially like drive that in church um we went straight on to online alphas um and people sharing their faith on instagram people offering to reach out to students around them to peers to housemates um we saw people come towards us for the first time and to, to find community even online um and for me that was a, a key part of like we we always have been, uh, I think, uh, really a church where the students are driving some of these forces of reaching their friends and kind of demonstrating that. Um, and so to see them really take hold of that, to take hold of their faith individually, but also be like, I have this hope, you need to hear it and be very yeah. active in that was like, I mean, that brought me great joy. So it was mm. a pretty wild time. Brilliant. So good. So I guess like what we want to think now then is, if we're looking at, you know, how we've we've navigated our way through the last year and a bit, and we're in a position now where we're starting to to kind of get back to to normal, what are you thinking? Like, particularly, I want to go to you again, Johnny, and think, how are you going to apply some of the lessons you've learned from having, you know, been walking with people who've been like, do I actually love Jesus, or did I just love church? Did I just love going to something on a Sunday evening and a, and a Wednesday night. How are you going to continue to, to take some of the stuff you've learned from that process and apply it now that we're back in person and I'm meeting with our small groups maybe? Yeah, it's a good question. And I, in some ways, I wish I had a clear picture of what, what church could look like going forward. Because mm. um, I guess that's the question, isn't it, really? It's, it's what is... Jesus' body, what does the church look like yeah. um, as we go forward? Um, I think to, to answer like what it should look like, looking at what's been, what I've seen that's been amazing in this last year, um, I'll get a little example would be, uh, I'm going to shout him out here. He's uh, my best friend at uni. He's a boy called Matt Harbour. He's lovely, really good lad. Um, he'll, I'll get him to listen to this now that I've named him. <laughs> um, but he was one of those people who, who over the lockdown discovered uh, like a genuineness and a richness in his faith that he'd not found before. And he found it not because there was um, big events, but he found it because he had space to wrestle um, and quietness and difficult periods with which to come to God. And almost like, um, like Jesus uses the difficult parts in our life to, to discipline us and to change us and, and kind of um, root out some of the bad habits and um, bad attitudes we have that sneak under the radar. And so me and him, uh, since lockdowns allowed you to, to do like one-on-one -on -one walks with each other, we've, we've walked to Lidl together to buy a toffee yum yum almost yes. every day yes. since, uh, <laughs> since about January, um, which sounds tiny, um, but there's not many people in the world that I would I would spend every single day at least half an hour. But in that we could share, not just share the kind of 
the high church moment or even the midweek the midweek bible group where we come and tell each other how well we're doing in faith or even how badly but sharing the genuine real averageness of lots of life um, sometimes we'd walk and honestly have nothing to talk about but what it what it meant is that as we walked i just got to be myself and um mm. follow jesus and share what i was doing not intentionally but just naturally um and then one day he just popped me a message and just said oh hey johnny uh, i've been all of this space and time has given me uh time for god to speak and i've realized that um i'm massively struggling in my walk with jesus and i don't know what i'm doing um and this is a guy who last year was his first year as well he's been leading worship at our church for ages um massively involved he'll say this talks a great game um but he just suddenly went i don't know what i'm doing and he said to me johnny can we just meet tomorrow and properly read the bible um and i said yeah and i had a little cry and thought this is good um and so i guess that that kind of friendship that is like an iron sharpens iron friendship um that's mm. a real classic verse from, from proverbs isn't it um yeah. but a kind of friendship where where you can't just rock up and share your best bits or unload your worst bits but you can just be absolutely yourself um and know that they're gonna ask you difficult questions and they're gonna um invite jesus into it um and I think, yeah, again, so that's why I've seen this been amazing. Um, and uh, I guess in terms of future, it's hard, isn't it? Because you're thinking, well, kind of, you might be hearing that thinking, I'm doing that anyway. Um, but I guess it's bringing that to church um, and bringing that to the every other day um, where I don't go, okay, it's not my church time now, so I'll just do me. Um, but still thinking, so whether we're on a Thursday or a Friday, still thinking, okay, I'm part of a family here. Um, mm. So I need to be praying for my brothers and sisters. Um, I need to be checking in on them. Uh, if possible, you know, like if for a student, if I'm going on a night out somewhere and it's just me and my team, it's going, oh, one, I grab a brother to come with me or a sister. Um, yeah, that's what I think I, I want to see become more of a thing. Nice. So what about you so then, Jake? So like we were thinking about strengthening in the struggle. And that's a cracking example of, of how it's worked in, in lockdown for, for Johnny and Matt. Uh, but from your perspective, then, as a student worker, that, that isn't always easy, is it? To kind of always, I suppose, allow our students to be strengthened in the struggle. I think there's a kind of uh, a tendency, and I say this as a student worker myself, to want to kind of helicopter like faith parent these students and just sort of be involved every single hour that we can be. Um, so what, how do you kind of then approach the challenge of how involved am I in their lives as I help them through their struggle? That's a, that's a big question. I am in the real privileged position at the moment, I think, where a lot of the students still like me they still like hanging out with me or at least they pretend to <laughs> um and so for a lot of i've been learning a lot of kind of around um what discipleship looks like for myself in terms of like not having this oversight or like trying to pull strings or just create space where they can be 
more like how do I actually just be friends with these people like if we are taking like Jesus as a model of discipleship and him just walking with people much as like Johnny shared here like how am I doing that how am I creating genuine friendships with a bunch of the students that I'm hanging out with a lot um and trying less to trying to like include them in all areas of my life of my walk with Jesus um which I think is, is, is easier sometimes said than done like in terms of figuring out healthy boundaries and you know what else am I spending my time with and um but I think for, for me that has been it's been something here as as a student worker where I'm like I really love these guys and I I, I genuinely want to I want to serve them I want to be with them I want to be friends with them um and I think I think that love has, has driven me into awkwardly making them hang out with me all the time and uh, and so if I were to look at how much I'm involved with some of their lives like for a bunch of them it's it's quite a lot um yeah and uh, and really enjoying that so yeah getting alongside them as much as I can to to walk mm. with them is is a real joy and I've seen them especially when it's only one-on-one like it's then like, there, we've had no chance to kind of do mass gatherings where it's like um me holding a bunch of students in the room or you know that kind of thing it has to be one-on-one walks and, and really get to know them so that has been a, a real joy of this season and like, that is something I'd love to see happen outside of this time. Can I say jo- Jodie's been modest again but she's been fantastic <laughs> really good um, she said awkwardly making students hang out of there um <laughs> it's a bit awkward but that is actually so far from the truth like um, oh, if I'm genuinely Jodie if I'm describing you to people I'm like oh this is my friend Jodie oh sorry she's also my student worker um from church and then I have to explain what that is um but yeah no you're fantastic at that and I think um something on discipleship me and Jodie have, have actually talked about together a little bit and um, I think maybe I don't know God kind of spoke to me really clearly about it a few months back um was that in in the gospels when Jesus called his disciples, he said, come and follow me. And then he just took them on a journey and he just, you know, went around and started preaching and started healing people and doing miracles. And then as he went, um, things would happen and he'd sit down with his disciples and he'd explain them. Yeah. Um, and he'd invite them to do it with them. What he didn't do is he didn't, um, when Simon Peter got down on his knees and said, like, Jesus, I'm not worthy. Jesus didn't take him aside get a coffee with him and go, let me hear all of your problems, Peter. Oh, great. Let's work through all of those. Let's hear everything. Let's sort you out a Bible plan and a prayer habit. Great. Here's a Christian book I'm reading. And now let's um, meet again next week. And then uh, eventually we'll work you up to the point where you can do some stuff. Yeah. Like it just didn't happen. Jesus just said, come with me and walk. Um, And the disciples grew on the road. Like they grew as they went. Um, and that's been something, yeah, Jodie's been so good at this year, especially, has just been saying, just come live with me. So she, so she did it last year as well, to be fair, pre-COVID. Rather than saying, do you want to get a coffee and let's talk about your life? She'd go, I'm on campus sharing the gospel with some students, do you want to come? And all of our students would go, um, and all panic and come with her. So, yeah, she's You're wonderful. lovely. And I will give you that tenner later, Johnny. Thank <laughs> <laughs> Um, I want to pick you here then, because like Vix, you've got like slightly unique kind of perspective then, because you're not a student, you're not a student worker, 
but you do love students and you spend a lot of time with them. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So kind of how, how do you view that then? The kind of, um, how am I, uh, uh, how am I interacting personally with maybe just a picture in your mind a student um, mm. who you've met, a lot, met with quite a bit? How are you meeting with them? It does it look like a kind of, you know, two hour therapy sessions for free where you buy them a coffee? Um, or maybe kind of like, I'm guessing it's not that, but what does it actually look like? Which, yeah. by the way, sometimes mine do. Like, sometimes it is yeah, just I, to sit down and coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good question. So, wow, if anyone who knows me knows I'm a massive advocate for coffee shops. So you will often find me, when I can, in a coffee shop with a student. However, um, I also realised that we, we don't have tons of students in our church. We have probably regularly maybe around 25 students. But that's still, although I'm not a student worker, I am involved with them and I'm kind of the big sister to them. Um, so I, I can't take on responsibility pastorally for 25 students, let alone anymore, which we're obviously hoping for. So our main priority, um, when the rule of six was introduced, our main priority was getting them into small groups. Um, and the small groups are, they have four students in each small group and they're led by older people in the church. So it's a slightly different way of doing it, intergenerational, but it means that they're all being pastorally supported. But these older people in the church are gold. Like they are all like evangelists. They're, a lot of them are pastors as well. So they just like love well, but also challenge really well. So my, what I've been doing is basically keeping in tabs with those people who are older than me and, and asking in how they're doing. Um, so they've been really doing the more one-to-one -one check ins with their four. And I have my four as well, um, which has been really life-giving. And they're the ones that we've kind of gone for a bit more coffee with. Um, but, and also socials, like, I don't think we need, can't underestimate the importance of fun. Like it's so crucial. Um, we had a, a Zoom social the other day. We haven't done Zoom socials for months because everyone was Zoomed out, but we did a big um, Taskmaster Zoom social and that was fun. It's just a lot of laughs, you know, isn't it? Like, so that's kind of how I've been keeping tabs. Um, I know that a lot of the families in our church have been doing roast dinners and inviting them around to their garden. It's just so nice isn't it, to do that kind of stuff, but yeah. Um, guys, one of my special skills, um, I've got many special skills, um, but one of my special skills is um, if I'm ever doing a sermon, um, just like taking a body of text and then going bang, 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 three points, okay? So what I've done, I've got three points for us um, that we are going to apply to church moving forward that we've learned over the last few months okay so as soon as that rug was whipped out from underneath our students of the routine of what it means to be church having to reconsider reevaluate all of it here's what we're going to take forward all right you ready mm. number one we're going to proclaim hope urgently mm -hmm. yeah. yes you said it at the start jd you were like the let's students, go they, they picked something up they, they realised something. They were like, yeah, we've, we've got this hope. We can proclaim this. And then the flipping UK blessing happened and everyone was like, um, I know. And it was being shared everywhere. Um, so there we go. That's a great start. We are proclaiming hope urgently. 
mm. in our in our student ministries moving forward. That's something we've learned. Another thing we've learned: strength from the struggle. You feeling me, Johnny? You said it best. You with, with your story with Matt, who was like, "Hey, man, just really struggling finding this this hard at the moment." Meeting the people that we love in that moment where they're like, "I'm still working this out." And helping them to strengthen in their relationship with Jesus in the midst of the struggle. That's something else I think we've learned. Got it. And Johnny, you said it, and I, I couldn't say it better myself. You've got to give them the space. I've, I've seen people who um, have struggled with their faith at university, both when I was a student and since I've, I've been a student worker. And the thing you've always got to give them is the space. And you've got to trust that God isn't going to let them get out of his grasp. So we're drawing strength from the struggle. Number three, we are prioritizing the personal. Alliteration. I know. Oh, you've nailed these three points. Um, so JD, again, you said it, just bang on. Like, am I, how am I meeting with students? How, what, what am I doing? Am I, um, you know, are we just meeting up and we're, we're ticking all these things off so I can say I've done it? Or am I actually just inviting them into what it is I'm doing? Am I like sharing the gospel with these people and I want to invite my students to come along with me? Am I going to help out at this food bank and I can just invite my students to come along with me? How can we as student workers and thinking now, how can we invite our students to just do the bits of life and discipleship that we find ourselves doing? And that's a challenge then for students as well. People like you, Johnny, man, you've got to, you've, you've got to take Jody to task. You've got to keep her honest. You've got to keep saying, he does. <laughs> you've got to keep saying, hey, I want to be involved with that journey that you're currently on. How's that sound? Oh boy. It's big stuff. Big stuff. It's big stuff, but I think we can do it. As, mm. as student ministries, people who are hearing this, I think, and the, the beauty is that we'll have so many more like things that we could learn from, from the last few months. And people who are listening to this, you might be from a church somewhere else in the UK or even, even abroad. And you'll be thinking to yourself, actually, you know, we've, we've learned this as well. And that's something we're going to make sure that we apply when, when things kick off again in earnest. So what do we reckon? Have we got anything else that you guys at Bath Vineyard that Vicky, you, anything we want to throw out there to be like, here's just like a little supplement, a little multivitamin um, that's going to keep our, um, our our ministries thriving as they get back to normal. Anything else? Chuck it out. Man. I, I would say, um, I would challenge the phrase of get back to normal. A lot of us were were struggling last year before the pandemic um a lot of people were struggling then and um actually we're presented with an opportunity to redefine student work again we've redefined it in the last year and we've redefined it we've been creative but we've been limited and it's not our fault but we've been limited whereas this year coming up we won't have those limits anymore so there may be dreams and ideas that have come up in the last year we thought like that's a great idea but we just can't do that at the moment now's the time to create that so um i think give yourself space to you know we've all we had that national day of reflection and we've had plenty of opportunities to reflect on the last year but i think give yourself a day whether it's by yourself is your team whoever it is have a day like a retreat day where you reflect but then you dream big for what's ahead 
with the limits gone. So mm. that would be my advice to how to move forward. Love that. Yeah. What else? How Pig, else pig yeah, piggybacking straight on that is the creativity that Vicky was yeah. sharing there. Like, I mean, students, I've seen, I've seen people sharing their faith or reaching out in ways that I just couldn't even imagine. Like we had. Uh, we had worship evenings on Instagram. We had devotionals going up. We had personal stories. We had uh, online chess tournaments. We've had, uh, honestly, it's been a wild time. And then as the rules of six have opened, one of the amazing students, uh, her name's Holly, actually Johnny's girlfriend, um, who, <laughs> who as soon as the sixes were allowed back, she found herself an event shelter, a big gazebo. And every night that week invited five other people in to host them, to share food over a table with them and just do life with them. And I think there's this hunger and I think we can start fighting against this, like, you know, the kind of the, the gathered environment has been taken away. And it's been so important that we continue to figure out what faith looks like without those gathered environments. But I also think like, let's not fight the fact that people love to be in spaces together. And so where we can be creative and find opportunities to invite people in or to gather together as family, to share food, to get creative with the ways that we're doing this, I am seriously excited for what is gonna happen um, just as, as soon as we're allowed more than six together in, in one space. It's, I think it's gonna be wild. Brilliant. Johnny, what about you, mate? Shout out my parents for providing that gazebo as well. As the <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, I've sort of iterated it already, but um, not hiding away from the struggle and going through it, I think is is something that I would almost encourage people to, yeah. to push into um, and to dig deeper into. In that... Um, Jesus never promised it would be easy. Um, in fact, he said, like, expect that like, in this world you will have trouble, but don't fear, I've overcome the world. Um, and the church in Acts grew under a mid-struggle. Um, and yet their testimony, when you read the New Testament, is, um, oh, we are crushed but not destroyed. Um, yeah. We're, like, beat down but not in despair. It's like this: we're going through this awful struggle but through it, we see a Jesus and a hope that is genuinely worth the pain. Um, and I think this year, what's been amazing is that I've seen students realise that Jesus is worth persevering for um, in a way that they've not had to persevere before. And then you think, oh, I'm going to quote in the Bible for a bit. Please stop me. Um, <laughs> like perseverance gives like let perseverance finish its work. Right. Because perseverance yeah, produces character and then character hope. Um, and I'm really seeing that. Um, and I, I guess in a way I've, I've been fed up of, of seeing Christians, especially around my age, kind of becoming to church and becoming to small groups and Bible studies and saying lots of good things. And then suddenly out of nowhere hitting a point where they go, oh, I'm not sure I believe this. Yeah. And you're thinking, how on earth have you slipped through the net? Like, how has nobody picked up on that? Um, whereas now I think at least what I'm seeing around us anyway is it's going to get harder to slip through that net at the moment um, because we're all learning to persevere through hard stuff. And we know that when we do that, the church grows um, both up and out, if that makes sense. Um, and so, yeah, I'd say, so when it gets difficult, let's not, um, let's not just hide away and comfort each other, but let's also encourage each other through it. 
Amen. So good. Uh, hopefully, this is, yeah, the mic drop um, from Johnny. Hopefully, this uh, has helped some students, some student workers to think about what in their ministry they've noticed over the last few months and what they want to take forward now as we start to meet in person again. Um, so we're just about out of time, um, but we want to end by praying uh, for, for all of you guys who are listening to this. So Jody, would you just pray for us as we start to consider some of the stuff that we've talked about today and how we're going to apply it in our churches? Absolutely. Yeah, Jesus, we just thank you so much for this time together. We thank you for every single person that is listening, be it student, student worker or wider. Jesus, we thank you that you are still at work. You are in the midst of all of this, um, that you are growing us individually as our ministries, as our churches, that you are wanting to do a good thing with this. And so, Father, I pray that we wouldn't just skip past um, this time. I, I pray that we wouldn't look back on this time with a, an air of resentment, but actually we would learn from this. We would grow from it. We would hear and be attentive to your voice and what you want to do and carry forward into this next season. Uh, and so I pray for all of us that we would have soft hearts, open ears, uh, and a real willingness to step into this next season uh, exactly how you want us to. And so, God, just use us um, for your glory. Amen. Amen. Jodie and Johnny, thank you so much for joining us um, and telling us about some of the great stuff that's been happening at Bath Vineyard. Bath. Well uh, done, Sam. I know. Over the course of the podcast, you've you won me over. Uh, <laughs> um, so thanks so much for joining us and me and Vicky will see the rest of you on the next episode <laughs>